This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic. Well, welcome to another episode of the Grow My Clinic podcast. My name is Jack O'Brien, and I'm excited to bring you another guest to the podcast today. We have with us Marion Cortacast from PhysiTrack. Marion, how are you today? Good, Jack. How are you, mate? Good to be I'm- with you. I'm fantastic. It is great to have you on the podcast. Now, for those who aren't familiar, Marion runs PhysiTrack uh, across Australia and across the world. Marion, what is your official title in PhysiTrack? <laughs> I'm a partner in the business, so I, I, I own a, a small slice of the business and, um, I'm, yeah, program director for, for the region, Asia Pacific, so, uh, which is more or less um, Australia, New Zealand, um, but also in quite a number of countries in Asia that, um, that are getting up to speed as well, so. Fantastic. That's and you've been around VisiTrack nearly since day one, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, it's been a while. Uh, so coming up probably, um, gee, three, four years. Um, so, yeah, more or less from, from the day it launched in, the, in Australia. And, uh, sure. yeah, so it's, it's been a while. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So let's uh, look. There's, there's many different rabbit holes we could go down uh, here today on the podcast, but I'd love to get a little bit of background on yourself. Obviously, it's not a, a typical Aussie Ocker accent you've got going on so who is Marine and how did you end up where you are today yeah sure um I'll try, I think I'm trying to cover up that accent quite well but uh, yeah <laughs> I was actually born in Amsterdam uh, in Holland and um moved to Australia when I was um gee I can't remember how it's, well, it's been 15 years now so when I was uh, when I was 30, wow. 30 not 20 and a bit um and um yeah, so I've uh, originally, again, from Amsterdam, uh, grew up there and studied business management uh, with focusing on, on, on tourism. So that was my, um, my major there. And then worked with Nike for a while. So that was my first job out of uni. Um, yeah, very different, not, not really healthcare related, obviously, but um, mm-hmm. I worked with Nike for a long time, looking after uh, distributors uh, at the time in the Middle East. So that was very interesting, shipping containers of, um, of runners to um, you know, countries like Lebanon and Saudi Arabia and uh, Israel. So, you know. Making sure that those two shipments didn't end up in the uh, in the hands, <laughs> or a bit, uh, a bit, a bit uh, yeah, a bit sensitive. But uh, that was a great, you know, great first job to be able to start out of uni working for um, for a company like that, you know, with the culture and right. kind of people working uh, uh, for Nike, and mm. um, yeah, had a lot of fun um, as my uh, as my first job, and um, and it was um, yeah, I was actually quite uh, quite fortunate to to be able to join Nike here in uh, here in Australia. And uh, so that was yeah, about 15 years ago. Did, did some did things in IT and, and in custom operations. And yeah, did, did a few other things um, after that in um, industry called scent marketing. So using fragrances to, uh, to create an ambience in, uh, in, in retail wow. stores, in hotels. So quite different. Uh, a lot of people probably would walk into a retail store and, and wouldn't really know, or at least consciously know that there's something in the air. But that, that's what the companies did that I worked for at the time. So I was looking after distributors throughout Asia Pacific mostly, so quite a bit of travel involved and, mm-hmm. and again, a very fun you know, marketing focused and sales focused role as well uh, during yeah. those years. And, okay, um, interesting. So, and now, now you're at PhysiTrack and been there for a couple of years and, and to get listeners up to speed, PhysiTrack is, uh, well, it's becoming an all-in-one solution for exercise prescription, telehealth, outcome tracking, um, all sorts of uh, elements of the of the patient experience when it comes to exercise software in, in the allied health space. And listeners will, will get to the details and the ins and outs of PhysiTrack um, later in this episode and, and future episodes. But Moran, an interesting question I had for you, you're, you're working at PhysiTrack now and you're not a health professional and you're working in scent marketing. And I assume you didn't study scent marketing um, at university. So how does it work for you being in roles and dealing with people in something that you're not trained in as such? 
Yeah, I guess um, I guess I'm a bit of a generalist to be honest. And um, um, if I like if I like the product, um, if I like the, the, the company as a whole, um, then you know I'm pretty flexible in, in learning new things pretty quickly. I think, and I guess you know Physiotrick is a good example. Yeah, no healthcare background other than being a patient uh, uh, of a physio uh, for for many years. Um, so for me, it was uh, it was a bit of a deep dive, obviously, but. I think it's all about listening and um, and you're just absorbing as much as you can and then kind of using any kind of skills you lose you basically had learned in the past to um, to apply those skills uh, combining with uh, with new skills new knowledge you know being able to yes yeah, I suppose talk to talk and, and understand um, you know certain terminology I think is, is very key other than that I think just basically you know people's skills and, and being able to build relationships which you know really kind of crosses over into into many different um, jobs and, and career paths so um so i think that that was probably for me key to just get up to speed on you know on, on lingo regulation um processes um as soon as possible yeah absolutely okay it's uh yeah it's fascinating and so can you touch a little bit more on your experience at nike um <clears throat> you know most of us are familiar that shoes don't cost 200 300 to make and yet nike is a brand that uh, is you know it's a premium brand like you know apple and lexus and bmw these brands that can sell products for way more than they cost to make what are some of the lessons that you learned out of working for nike and and marketing a product around experience beyond just what it's worth yeah, I mean, you mentioned interesting uh, brands, and I think you know most of those brands, and probably I suppose most brands in general, they, they try to be quite, um, I suppose, aspirational. I mean, when it comes to Nike, I mean, you see how you know the, I suppose the, the amounts of money they spend on on sponsorship of, of athletes, for example, and it's all about you know connecting the consumer to to an athlete and, and really kind of aspire, help you know help consumers to aspire someone uh, to be someone that you know they, they would love to be, uh, whether it's you know whether it's the runner, whether it's you know the next Tiger Woods or. Um, it could could be anyone. So I think Nike, you know, to use that as an example, um, is in the end, it's 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 one big marketing company, really, uh, and they happen to sell shoes or you know sporting gear, or whatever else. But um, uh, in the end, you know, it's 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 a marketing company that um, uh, that create, I think, a you know a very um, very compelling package. Um, in terms of their offering, um, which again, like I said, is more than you know a pair of sports shoes that might only be you know X to to manufacture, uh, but it's really I think the I suppose the, the value that the consumers see around those products, um, and perhaps like again, there's something aspirational that you know when I wear these shoes and you know I, I feel good, I, I go out for for a run. Um, Gets people out for a run. Gets people, lets, lets people go to the gym um, because they feel good about themselves. So I think um, you know, there's, there's a whole positive um, element to that that always attracted me to companies like Nike. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. It's interesting, and I think uh, you know, for clinic owners listening, that marketing to people's aspirations is uh, often something that's far more valuable than just marketing to their problems or even even the solution that you provide. It needs to go beyond the solution to the aspiration yeah. um, I was working with clinic owners today even and, and for those who have played with Facebook ads in the past you'd be familiar that you can't market to people's problems but to market to their aspirations it, it comes in at a far lower acquisition cost you're spending less because you're talking to aspirations what about the scent marketing Mariah can you speak to that so we're talking about smelly olfactory things to do with people's noses if, if things are getting lost here in translation but there's <laughs> um what does scent marketing have to do with being able to sell or being able to convince people to buy? Yeah, again, it's all about connecting a brand to you know to, to the consumer, um, and um, and a sense of smell is, is basically our, our strongest sense that we right. uh, that we have. Uh, it's um, it's basically the I suppose the scent receptors in our nose are directly linked to our limbic system in our brains that that's responsible for anything from emotions to you know to long term memory. Um, so when you 
let's say when you walk into a, a retail store, you have a great experience, you know, you, great customer service, um, you know, the environment in terms of the visuals is, is great, um, you know, music is playing. And when you add scent to that, um, you know, when you, whenever you smell that scent, you know, two months, two years, 20 years down the track, um, it, it really takes you back. And it's, you know, it's, it's a bit of a, a well-known fact, but it, it takes you back to that experience. Sure. Uh, that's why the use of scent as a marketing tool is such a powerful way to, um, yeah, to connect you know, a brand to a, to a consumer, create a better experience, um, and also um, yeah, make, make people come back um, in, in a very, I suppose, very kind of low-level subconscious way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a lot of fun working with, again, with retailers, hot, you know, hotels as well. Yeah. To really look at their brand and see, oh, you know, what, what's the type of consumer or guest that's coming to your um, to your property, and um, you know, what kind of message do you want to uh, portray as a brand? Um, and by you know, by taking those brand elements, um, you would then yeah, design a fragrance uh, around it to diffuse. Mm-hmm. A lot of hotels, in particular, they, they take it the next step further by um, by selling scented products. So whether it's a candle, or whether it's a room spray, uh, with the same scent. So again, it wow. allows consumers to take a piece of their brand home, which is uh, pretty powerful, of course. Fascinating. And uh, listeners, Moran presented at one of our recent workshops in Sydney in uh, March 2018. You'd be, I don't know whether we fed this back to you, Moran. That was our most popular uh, segment of that um, <laughs> weekend. It was fascinating. And for Clinic Mastery Business Academy members, you can find that recording inside the content portal. Some of the key learnings that we took away from that uh, were things like certain sense people familiarize with certain environments. So can you speak to, you know, a day spa environment has a certain type of scent versus a, a sporting retail shop. What are those types of scents? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it, it's quite interesting. Uh, and then the, it, again, it comes down to you know, certain notes that are, that are part of certain scents. Um, so in, it's actually quite, there's, there's a lot of research that's done on, on essential, pure essential natural oils, uh, but also on man-made fragrances. Um, so if you take, let's say, citrus uh, fragrances, for example, they've, you know, they're shown to be uh, antidepressant, uh, working at, uh, on an antidepressant level, um, even, you know, they, they work energizing as well. So if that's the kind of environment that you would like to create as a clinic owner, for example, um, you know, you could think of kind of citrus type of, uh, of scents, and in particular in winter sometimes where, you know, it's maybe not so much in, uh, in, in, in Brisbane or up north, but um, definitely here in Melbourne, uh, it, gets, uh, it gets a bit chilly. So you know, to have that kind of um, you know, uplifting, uh, energizing uh, scent when you walk into a clinic, um, obviously, you know, it, it really helps to uh, even help your clients to, to you know, put them in a certain uh, frame of mind. Um, so you can, through scent, make that change uh, reasonably, uh, reasonably easy. Same for the kind of day spa scent issue, um, as you mentioned. So you know, anything like lavender, for example, um, is obviously quite soothing and calming. Um, there are some others as well that you can add to that and, um, and yeah, create a completely different experience as soon as you walk in. So uh, again, with scent, just by diffusing a different scent in, uh, in a space, you can, you can really change that whole um, ambience, I suppose, with, the, yeah, with, with one change. So it's, mm. it's quite powerful. Yeah, very powerful. And yeah. although it's not a, a clinical approach, it, it's something can really have an impact on clinical outcomes when patients are in a certain frame of mind or they're feeling relaxed, energized, it primes them to have a great experience with their therapist. And we know that when they, there's a really healthy patient therapist interaction and relationship that they get the outcomes and they uh, adhere to their exercise programs if they're in the right state of mind, which leads us to PhysiTrack when it comes to exercise <laughs> programs. Can you explain to us what PhysiTrack is and, and why it was developed? Why was there a need for something like PhysiTrack? Yeah, um, so, so PhysiTrack, uh, it, it, was, it was basically founded by two, by two guys back in Europe in 2012. And uh, it was actually one of the, the, the founder's brothers, uh, brother-in-law. He um, he had a, uh, an ACL procedure done and um, was given a piece of paper with some exercises. 
uh, was lying in his bed, he had plenty of time to um, to to look at a, a piece of sheet, a piece of paper, and think, well, and there must be a better way to um, you know to motivate patients, actually to help help patients to um, you know to to better remember their exercises, sure. um, for them to actually do the exercise in the first place. So that's how it all started. That's how the I suppose the seed was planted, and um, so the two co-founders, um, uh, yeah, they came together. Um, you know, probably spent about two years and a few million dollars in terms of development to to get the first um, first version up and running back in 2014, uh, and from there, um, yeah, basically developed uh, developed on and, and tweaked and pivoted away from actually quite a bit from the initial version where it was it was it was all all about exercise prescription with a bit of outcomes tracking. Then from there, it's kind of you know, grown to um, yeah, to basically become all about client engagement. So obviously, you know, exercise is just one of the four components, as you mentioned before. Um, you know, you can track anything from adherence, pain scores. Outcome measures is another big one. Um, so, you know, you have 50, 50 outcome measures you can assign to clients, um, see those results in real time uh, as a practitioner. Um, so great for any you know, work cover claims, TAC claims. Um, but then also adding things like education. So patient education, probably equally important, sometimes even more important than exercise right. um, to make sure they understand um, their condition and, and how to best manage it. And then the last component that we added um, late last year was telehealth. So you, you know, the option to, um, to have video calls with your clients, um, secure messaging with your clients. Um, so again, really just on one hand, opening up opportunities for practitioners to, to treat their clients remotely uh, where applicable, uh, but also for clients, of course, to, um, perhaps sometimes find a practitioner that may not live around the corner, uh, but is the right practitioner for their condition. So that, yeah, that person could be living 500 kilometers uh, away. So, um, so really just kind of looking at, well, where's healthcare going and how can we um, basically um, look after both practitioners and clients? Yeah, it, it's such a brilliant product. We use it in our clinic, uh, my, my personal clinic, and across a lot of our clinic mastery members. Um, so for those who aren't familiar, it's a, a cloud-based solution, essentially, that you subscribe per user and uh, you get access to how many thousand exercises now, Moran? What are we up to? Yeah, so it's just under 3,800. Um, just added another 250 uh, last month. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's basically, yeah, um, updated every, you know, every probably couple of months uh, where we spend a weekend in a studio in London and, mm-hmm. um, and push out another two or 300 exercises. So it's, um, yeah, it's a growing part of it. It's a, yeah, it's a huge library of exercises. And on top of that library of 3,800, you can put in your own custom exercises within a couple of clicks and a couple of seconds. You can uh, customize your own exercises. Like you mentioned, there's a whole bunch of outcome measures. And for, for those who are interested in the details, we're going to press into that in a, in a future episode. But you can jump over to clinicmastery.com forward slash physytrack1. That's physytrack, P-H-Y-S-I-T-R-A-C-K, the number one. And there's, there's a six-part series there on um, how the different features that you can utilize. But it, it lives in the cloud, and it's something that any practitioner can assign a program to their patient and then send it to that patient's phone. Is that, is that how it works, Moran? Yeah, that's right. So then as a, as a client, you download a Fizzy app, which is the, the, the client app. And, uh, and that's free to download iOS, Android, um, Apple Watch, uh, or the web. So if you have a computer, you can just jump online as well as a client. Um, enter an access code, and it gives you straight... Direct access to your um, yeah to your customized um, exercise program, educational content, outcome measures. Um, so as a you know, as a client, 
super easy. Um, that's mm. key, obviously, to um, take away any hurdles for clients to, you know, to come up with excuses to not, not to do their exercises. Um, yeah. So we, we, we try to remove those. It's, uh, yeah, it's a super smooth process. So before we get into the details of it, can you tell us about the, the story? So from the founders back over in Europe, what was then the evolution? PhysiTrack's growth curve has been up and to the right fairly steeply. What were some of the reasons behind that? Yeah, I guess um, and one of the key, when we started, I mean, we started with 200 exercise videos and we, you know, we, we thought we'd done a pretty good job um, <laughs> until we started actually talking to uh, some of our very early users and, uh, you know, get an avalanche of feedback, which was fantastic. And we, and we still, you know, uh, call, you know, at least one user a day to, to collect feedback. So I guess, oh, wow. yeah, one, one of the Is key. That been, uh, has that been deliberate? Uh, absolutely, yeah. So uh, even our um, our CEO and our CTO, so our, our co-founders, um, they, they call users every day. Um, so it's basically you know, part of our mantra to to speak to users every single day, uh, one way or another, right. um, and to collect feedback. And that's, that's, a, um, that's a really interesting lesson for clinic owners. There, uh, I'm sure you guys have thousands and hundreds of thousands of users, but yet you still speak to them one on one. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's really important, and uh, a it's it's really appreciated, I think. Uh, but on the other hand, it gives us just really, really valuable um, information right. about you know, what works and doesn't, and uh, and that's what we can just uh, take with the next print um, to update the platform. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Let's um, yeah, that's how we started, and then um, I guess one of our key things here in Australia, for example, was one of the first markets where we launched, and um, what was um, I suppose one of our key ways of how we get a massive breakthrough two things in australia one partner with the apa so that's been fantastic um so it's all around education of of, of members uh, in, uh, and we do the same with essa as well but the other thing that really helped us was partnering with apple pretty cool um partnership there where um probably about three years ago now they knocked on our door and said well we love what you guys do do you want to become part of uh, what they call their mobility partner program? Mm-hmm. And what it, what, basically what it is, Apple helps up-and-coming companies to create the best possible experience on iOS. They want to sell iPads, um, but they need to have, obviously they need to have some really cool apps sure. that work really well on iOS, which, uh, which is you know, what they helped us with. You know, we spent some time with their developers in, in Cupertino, in California. And um, so they actually helped us develop an iOS app for practitioners. So the PhysiTrack version for iOS. So as a practitioner on your iPad, iPhone, you can be mobile, you know, video the client if you want to from inside the app and use the, the video for your program. So so Apple's um, involvement on the sidelines has been fantastic. And um, yeah, that, that's still a, a partnership that's ongoing. So that's that's been really, really, really positive for us. Fascinating. And so uh, now I'm, I don't know the stats, but I, I would guess you'd be one of the preeminent exercise software providers uh, across Australia. But what's been some of the challenges with your role and rolling out across Australia? Obviously, we're dealing with physiotherapists and exercise physiologists, but a number of different professions and practice management softwares and confusion. What are some of the challenges and how have you managed to overcome them? Yeah, I guess um, probably the first challenge was to educate clients uh, or practitioners on um, on PhysiTrek and how PhysiTrek is is quite different from um, from a lot of other let's say exercise prescription. Um, right. Well, it's such a big jump jump right from those who might have just been photocopying the old Manila folder or <laughs> or even the the server based exercise prescription. Cloud based technology is still a pretty foreign world for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, it, 
It, it is, uh, and it definitely used to be uh, even more so uh, probably three or four years ago, I must say, uh, when a lot more people would come from paper to digital. And that, that, I think that jump was, was pretty big. So that, that, was, that was probably, the, I suppose, the biggest challenge for us initially. Um, then the next challenge was really to educate clients on, you know, there are some other exercise prescription providers out there, but how is PhysiTrack different? Because sometimes people look at it and just, you know, within 10 seconds, they assume it's, it's something similar. And then it comes down to price. And then sometimes people sign up or sometimes don't. That's fine. But um, there was still one of the other challenges. The other one really, and this, you know, this really came down to feedback, was um, initially we didn't integrate with a lot of practice management systems at all, actually, mm-hmm. which, is, um, you know, which is something we, we placed a really, really key focus on in the last uh, two years. So we now integrate with most practice management systems in Australia, um, quite a few overseas nowadays as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really saves a ton of time um, you know, by opening your client straight from your PMS into your PhysiTrack. We started also uploading exercise programs back from PhysiTrack into the, um, into the PMS, into client notes. So, um, so you know, again, it saves you a ton of time. It really means you can focus on your PMS as your, your key platform mm-hmm. uh, and knowing that you know, key data out of PhysiTrack, for example, is, is sitting there as well. So, um, so those were some of the challenges. And again, this, this really came down to talking to users, understanding, well, you know, how, do you, how do you use PhysiTrack? Um, you know, what can we improve? And, um, and especially the integrations with PMS has been, uh, has been a big one for us. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's huge. It's a massive differentiator, and the the speed that that creates it um it shortcuts the process now. Uh, I know on our end we can click a, a predefined program, maybe add in one or two exercises, add an outcome measure. The patients are already there, and it's done. You, you yeah. can assign a comprehensive exercise program with tracking and outcome measures and education to the right patient to their phone and email within like less than sixty seconds. It, yeah, it's absolutely remarkable. And so what are some of the, the cool testimonies or stories you've heard of maybe practitioners using this and, and overcoming some of their barriers? Have you got any interesting stories for us? Yeah, look, absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, in, in particular when we, um, when we started uh, launching the telehealth component, so we see some really, really exciting um, examples where you know, practitioners start rolling out um, particular programs to, to a lot more clients than they could have done in the past. So Royal Flying Doctors, for example, in Tasmania, you know, there's an exercise physiologist there, Stephen Stone. He's, he's actually just won, um, I think, um, EP of the year with ESSA, right. um, where um, yeah, he's basically using PhysiTrek across a big part of Tasmania uh, where they roll out a, a preventative health program, which they basically use PhysiTrek for to assign programs in education, um, have telehealth consultations as follow-ups as well. Um, so again, it's it's a great you know for us it's 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 really satisfying to see that you know technology that that we we believe in obviously is is mm-hmm. being used in ways that really benefit a lot more clients so a lot more clients can be um, can be reached so that's yeah, that's probably one of the many examples uh, and the other example that um, that we never really designed PhysiTrack for but is equally exciting I think is um, is to use it at universities for clinical research so we see a lot of unis now um, you know whether it's again with physios or EPs also with dietitians using our platform uh, right. to be able to reach a much bigger cohort of patients um, as part of the study and be just basically yeah, being able to, um, to collect outcomes data remotely. So it's, um, yeah, it's, there's some really cool examples out there. Fantastic. That's uh, super exciting from your background in Nike and, uh, and creating smelly stuff all the way through to rolling out this uh, game-changing exercise prescription and telehealth and tracking software. It's remarkable. In a future episode, we're going to dig into um, some of the mechanics and how people are using it, some of the unknown features and uh, all that fun stuff. But for now, if people want to learn more after this episode, where should they go to uh, find out more about what you do? 
Yeah, so if you want to have a quick look and, uh, and, and jump on a free demo, you just go to physitrack.com. Uh, nice and easy, big, uh, big button on the, on the homepage uh, to start your demo. Um, or on your um, Clinic Mastery website, of course, clinicmastery.com forward slash physitrack1 to find the, um, yeah, some of those um, episodes you recorded on um, delving into the product deeper. So um, probably two good um, places to start. Fantastic. Marant, it's been lovely having you on the Grow My Clinic podcast. Listeners, you can head to those links that were just mentioned and any other notes from this episode will be at clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. All of the show notes, everything that we've mentioned and referred to today, uh, you can grab all the notes over there. And uh, if you want to grow your clinic, there is a free resource for you to grab over there called the Grow My Clinic online course. Listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Grow My Clinic podcast. Marant, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jack. It was great. And uh, we'll be with you with another episode really soon. This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic.